Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I'm Gina, the host of this podcast. This is where we dig deep into the essence of our soul, into past lives, into the divine, everything that connects us. So for this episode, we have an oracle episode for you, which means Sarah Leverett is joining us. You can find all of Sarah's information in the show notes. Click there. She is, I think this is our third or fourth episode together. And then she, with the oracle readings, and then we also did an episode on her experience with past lives, past life regression, becoming someone who facilitates those sessions. So definitely check out Sarah's links in the show notes. So today we're talking about the card that she pulled for the collective and we really bring together, it's kind of a nice conversation. And I have, I had a couple like aha moments where it was like, ah, balance versus kind of this idea of like weaving different parts of our lives together. And, and how does that, how is that shown? How do we create that? How do we weave that? And it really is the only one who knows how to do it for me is me. And the same is true for you. So I hope you love this conversation. If you get to the end of this episode, if you're wondering, um, what else you can do. If you're wondering what's next, I want more, go to pastlivesandthedivine.com and it's there that you can get on the email list and stay informed about episodes that are released, events that come up, which thankfully a lot of them sell out. So people on my email list gets, get first dibs on those events. People on my email list uh, hear first and foremost when I put more openings on my schedule. I'm booked out until about October right now. So definitely get on that email list. You can also go to pastlivesandthedivine.com to see other podcast episodes. All the services that I offer, you can read about those. You can schedule those. I am doing virtual sessions, still doing virtual sessions online via Zoom. So it doesn't matter where you are. Um, The internet we will meet at. (laughs) Okay. So if you love this, please rate, subscribe on Apple iTunes podcasts and uh, otherwise make sure to tell your friends, of course, right? All right, here we go. Gather around the fire for our Oracle reading with Sarah Leverett. Hey everyone, we are here again with my favorite Oracle reader, Sarah Leverett. (laughs) (laughs) You can find links to all of her good things in the show notes and even link to at least one of her other episodes. But we've been doing this, I don't know, is this our third time, I think, just pulling an oracle card? I just love these conversations. Welcome, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I have a a small business called Intuitive Empowerment, where I also uh, do hypnotherapy, Um, specifically really love to help people channel their higher self, their spirit guides, their angels. Um, And then I'm also an intuitive coach. And I'm very excited because I just officially built out my first coaching program. Um, And so if you have been looking for someone to uh, hold your hand, accountability partner, whatever it is, um, as you're developing your own intuitive gifts, I would love to help support you with that. 
I can attest to how great Sarah is, which is why I always rope her into these conversations. So we're going to pull an Oracle card or Sarah's going to pull an Oracle card. And as always, as a listener, you can always pull one of these Oracle episodes. It's kind of like your own Oracle card. So whether you've heard the episode before or not, you can always peel through when you're looking for, I don't know, just a little inspiration. And I always kind of like to do things like that, to play with my intuition. All of the episodes with Sarah, who is pulling an Oracle card, all those titles start with Oracle. So you can quickly make that change. So Sarah, what deck are you using today? I, um, I'm going to go back to the begin deck, which is the very first one we used, um, on the first Oracle episode. Uh, I'm going through a lot of transitions right now. And this deck feels like a, a comfort zone that like is a breath of fresh air for me. So we're back to the begin deck. All right. So just going to ask everyone to just start to become aware of your breathing for just a moment. If you're somewhere where it's safe to close your eyes, that might be nice. Just taking a moment here to honor exactly where you are, because that is exactly where you're meant to be. Becoming aware of the sensation of your feet on the ground, your body against a chair, a bed, wherever you are, just becoming aware of how it feels to be grounded, connected. And on each inhale, just breathing in all of the light and abundance that's waiting for you. And on each exhale, just letting go of any stress, tension, tightness, worry that is no longer serving you. And we'd like to ask that our higher selves step forward in collaboration with our spirit guides, our angels, God, the universe, collective consciousness, just all coming together with us now that we are in the present moment, asking for clarity, guidance, wisdom, insight, all of the things that we already hold within us to be present in this reading, that the card that we pull will be exactly what the collective needs to hear now, in the future, whenever the listener finds themselves engaging with this podcast. Already so very grateful for the message, the conversation, the insight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. All right. So the card that we have today is the Weave card. W-E-A-V-E, the Weave card. And this card has... um, a spider web as most of the background here. There are a few spiders here which have weaved their own home as the spider web. And there's a beautiful piece of labradorite in the center. And then there's a piece of amethyst coming from the corner here. And my initial um, reaction to this card is that 
my spirit guide, one of my spirit guides, Simon, has used this card before to teach me um, a lot about number one, getting grounded, and number two, energetic boundaries, protection, and then three, um, working and manifesting and weaving the life that we are meant to weave. Um, Simon comes to me as a spider. Um, he comes to me as um, someone, some being that kind of lives on the edge of light and dark and really helps me find that still space in between the two, um, really helps me to, you know, not fear one side, not kind of lean more towards the light, which is my first inclination. Um, and so in relation to the message that I think this card has for the collective, I think Number one, it is the acknowledgement of the power that each of us has to weave the life that we want for ourselves. And there are absolutely no limits to that whatsoever, period. If you dream it, then it is given to you from your higher self for a reason. And if it's something that you find worth the work, you know, worth the discipline and the commitment to weave it, then you can absolutely make that a reality for yourself. And so I think that, you know, the work there then is like, well, is this worth it? Like, is this something I want to bring to fruition? Is this something that I want to actualize for myself? Um, you know, that's where free will comes in. Um, and then to the point about, you know, the energetic boundaries and the grounding, um, you know, I think that we've talked a lot about this before in these Oracle episodes, but specifically with the piece of Labradorite here, I want to touch on, I want to touch on something in the spiritual community that I've come across a few times where we kind of, where we look to crystals or sage or Palo Santo or lighting a candle, we look to all these other things to kind of, to protect us. Um, specifically for me, I know that I've looked to Labradorite in the past of like, okay, I'm going to be working with energy. I'm going to be working with spirit. Maybe I should keep a, a piece of Labradorite near me to like, help me awaken that third eye, help me, you know, connect, but also stay grounded, keep my you know, my energy free of any kind of darkness, negativity, whatever it is. And I think that I don't want to say that there, that that isn't a beautiful intentional thought, but what I think that we should really get grounded in is like, even if we don't have access to crystals, even if you can't find Palo Santo anywhere, even if you don't in the current moment have the resources to find a candle that you really enjoy, or maybe essential oils just are out of your reach, whatever it is, I think it's really, 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 really important for us to remember that we have every single tool that we need within us to protect our boundaries, to protect our energy, to make sure that we're moving from a space of connection and groundedness. Um, now, do I love Labradorite? Do I work with Labradorite? Absolutely. But I think it's that it's because it's a reminder for me. When I look at Labradorite, it's like, okay, I need to ground myself. How can I protect myself, right? When I light a piece of sage or a piece of Palo Santo or any other herbs, it's like, okay, it's a reminder that I have the power to cleanse my space. 
that I hold that power for myself. Um, same thing with amethyst here or any other tool. Um, and then, you know, finally, the last thing I want to say about this card is sometimes when we're manifesting things, sometimes when we're manifesting things, we think that we have to be constantly like reaching for it, grabbing for it, working towards it. And really the work is just to like build your foundation, you know, build your web, if you will. You work on like making sure that your web feels great to you, that you're networking with people that feel really in alignment with you, that you're building a home, a shelter for your dreams to eventually blossom. And then just like with the spider web, right? It's like once you've done the work of weaving, then things get caught in that spider web, right? It comes to you. You don't have to constantly feel like you're reaching, grabbing, searching, because if you've worked on just making your web a space that you really enjoy, then everything else is just going to start coming in naturally, effortlessly. Um, so I think that shift from like doing to once I've done what I need to do, I can just be. Um, I think that's really, really important here. Sarah, I, I could listen to you talk like that forever. All right. So a couple of things that I wanted to say about that is I love the word weave because so often we think of it as, as like a balance between, you know, work-life balance, you know, good, bad balance, whatever, a balance between my time and my time as a caregiver or whatever. And I just, I like the idea of this weaving instead, because I completely agree with the sense of like, no matter where we are or what we're doing, I mean, one crude way to put it would be like, life is a series of shit sandwiches. Like what, <laughs> what tastes bland enough with the biggest rewards that you're going to actually eat it. And I think that that's kind of, uh, maybe a nasty way to put it, but in the sense of like, there's always like, things we enjoy and things we don't enjoy, right? Like responsibility isn't something that, that just is like we take on a responsibility and the reward oftentimes is much more uh, valuable to us or heavy weighted than the actual effort put forward. And when we say weave instead of balance, I feel like it's kind of like this sense of knowing that there's going to be some good stuff some stressful stuff, some really fun stuff, some not so fun stuff. And we're all just kind of weaving it together in a way that's doable for us in a way that like is unique to just us, like something that we weave on our own based on going through life being like, does this feel good? Does this not feel good? And then to also think like, even if you aren't where you want to be, even if, if someone is in a space where they're like so far removed from the life they want it, whether what, no matter what's in their way, I feel like um, another way would be like, well, how can you weave in essence of the thing you want, but you don't have right now? Right. So like, um, say I didn't say I was someone who wanted a backyard, but I'm living in an apartment. Well, can I get like an herb garden for my window? Can I uh, take regular walks in a flower garden? Can I just even 
understanding like what is it that I really want in that thing that I don't have right now and what are the things that if I let myself I could truly I could get that and so I don't know I I really like that term weave I really like that Yes, absolutely. Um, and to your your example about the like, I want a backyard, but I'm in an apartment. It's also like, what do I want to feel when I'm in the backyard? You know, well, I want to feel like I have more fresh air. I want to feel like I have more space. I want to feel recharged. I want to feel more energetic. I want to feel more relaxed. So it's like, okay, that's the goal you know, the universe doesn't necessarily work in like the how or the like exact steps or whatever it is in between. So it's like, if that's the feeling I'm after exactly like the herb garden in the window might help you feel that way. So it's like really getting to like, why is it that I want that backyard so much? And how can I, in my current circumstances, feel what I'm trying to feel? So one thing that you said, Sarah, that I'm just curious about I agree with you, but I do think that uh, it's like some people might be like, what did she say? So you said um, that Simon helps you um, kind of stay balanced in between like light, dark, benevolent, malevolent. When you have a tendency to turn toward the light automatically. And I personally have my own reasons for it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like I can see why you'd want to be kind of um, mindfully straddling it, you know, enjoying things, but whatever. But so my, and you don't have to have like everybody's capital A answer here, but when you think of it, what is the benefit to Simon helping you, um, not always just automatically turn and lean toward the light, but kind of stay more in this stillness in between. Can you speak more to that? Absolutely. So this is a lesson that I'm like, I've come a long way, but I'm still learning. Um, So, you know, with the tendency to like, always look towards the light or, um, you know, always want to be in communication with spirit instead of just like being completely still here on earth, or like, you know, wanting to, um, you know, really tap into, um, I don't know, like prayer when what I really need is meditation. It's almost like the difference between uh, like that feeling that I have had in the past of like, ugh, like, why did I have to reincarnate again? (laughs) It's like, I know that there's so much beauty and so much um, light and so much unconditional love in the spirit space that, you know, that's my home, that's source. But like, I don't want to feel so like, oh, but why am I here? And something that really helps working with Simon and like straddling the line instead of leaning more towards the light is like, there's a reason that we, that I have reincarnated. It's harder on earth maybe, but there's still a lot of lessons and beauty and enjoyment that can be had of like looking more towards the like more, Um, that grounded feeling, the like earthly, the material. It's like the problem with all of that is when you swing all the way over there to where it's like, all I care about is money. All I care about is shopping. All I want to do is like be here on earth and do earthly things. Like that's troublesome. But if you're swinging all the way to the other side where it's like, all I want to do is be under hypnosis. All I want to do is pray all the time. (laughs) 
all I want to do is be having spiritual conversations. It's like at some point it's like, but are you enjoying being here now on earth? So something that I guess what I say, what I mean by light and dark is like, when I think of light, I think of like source light energy, you know, beings that have crossed over and are currently communicating with us from source versus when I think of dark, I think of like, being here on earth, working with more earthly things, right? So like really hard feelings, like working with that feeling of depression and sadness and anger and betrayal and the things that seem to be more of like an earthly problem. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean bad. That doesn't mean evil. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, like help Simon helps me just kind of like not swing one way or the other. And my inclination is to swing towards the light. Um, but maybe that's not always in my best interest, right? If I'm here on earth, but always wanting to be connecting with spirit 100% of the time in an active way like that, instead of just being still grounded, feeling the feelings I'm missing out on so much, abundance and and you know and then there's so many things about this earthly realm that you know like eating really well you know that's not necessarily something we're probably going to be doing up in you know or over there you know in the spirit realm or like you know all of the indulgences that we have here they don't have to be bad or evil right it's just about finding that that middle ground it's about finding the balance and Simon really helps me in that yeah Yeah. And even in that, like when I think of everyone else finding, you know, everyone kind of finding their own, I guess, balance that they strike with that. And instead of, because when I think of balance, I guess maybe, maybe this is just a me thing, but when I think of balance, I actually am thinking of stillness because if a, if a teeter totter is balanced, that's stillness. And I just, I don't know if we, So to seek balance to me is kind of like, well, are we seeking balance in a place where we, we don't, we aren't going to get that stillness. You know what I mean? And, and I, it's up to me to weave my own tapestry of, um, you know, indulging in these earthly things and then also going on this side and self-exploration and time with my spirit guides and, you know, time in trance. And so to almost think of it as like, how am I going to weave this in my own life? Uh, yeah, I just put that together. <laughs> the balance and the stillness. I think that's the rub with me, but I, all, yeah, that, yeah, I like that a lot. Another thing with weaving and the word abundance has come up a couple times. So I wanted to ask you, Sarah, in terms of abundance, manifesting abundance, feeling abundance, abundance relative to the world. Like what are your thoughts, feelings on abundance? And maybe you can speak to like where you're at right now. You can speak to like where you came from or a big lesson, but even what, what does abundance mean to you? Like, when do you feel abundant? Just riff, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So many things come in with this word for me. Um, you know, when I, when I share my, my story and my, you know, I guess one of the biggest spiritual awakenings that I had in my early twenties, I think about, you know, really going through grief 
And, you know, finding those things like in retrospect that like really enabled me to like come back to who I truly am and find my authenticity. It's like yoga, number one, gratitude, number two. And through those things, I found abundance. Right. So like abundance means to me that like when I am fully present in my own power confident, then I usually am able to say, Oh, okay. So what, you know, what's feeling good right now? What's going well for me? Like, what can I focus on? That's like, okay. You know, I, you know, I'm feeling I'm, I'm having this moment for stillness. I had a really great breakfast this morning. I got to talk to a friend, you know, just like, what are those things that are going really well for me? And after I can acknowledge that, then it like opens up possibilities for even more abundance, right? Because when I'm present, when I'm aware of all of my, of all of the extra things in my life that make it great, then it's like, okay, I'm already abundant. So then it almost allows me to like dream bigger. And it's like, I guess my current journey is like to keep getting that dream bigger and bigger. Right. And to keep calling in bigger and better. Right. Cause like, even in my darkest moment, I was able to find that center, find that stillness, find that, that, you know, that presence through gratitude and yoga. And I realized that like, I already had everything I needed. So anything extra that's going well for me is abundance, right? Like I already have my connection with my higher self. I already have like food, shelter, water, you know, I already like all of my needs are being met on a physical level. So like anything else that's going on, that's abundance, right? And at that time, that was enough to get me through. And over time, the more I work on that, the more I, you know, really um, lean into my spiritual self, I'm realizing like, well, then if that's the case, I can manifest way more things to go right for me. Right. It's like, you know, and so now abundance for me, it's, it's the same. I will say that. Like if I were to lose all of my material possessions, if I were to like go back to that darkest moment, whatever it is, like I'd still be fine. I'd still be okay with like those small everyday things. But what I'm working on now is like, okay, can I go on more vacations? Can I spend more time, even more time with family and friends? Can I rest more? Like, just really, I think it's like anything more than what I have in this current moment is what I, what I need is abundance. Um, and yeah, it's just like bigger, better, more, why not, you know, and I'm, and not, um, necessarily all material. Uh, but if that's what speaks to you, then like, why not? As long as we're staying like connected to who we truly are, we're not, stepping on other people. We're not losing Mm -hmm. sight of our morals. Like why not call in more, you know, why not? Like why limit yourself? So I guess I'm working on getting out of my own way, getting rid of more limiting beliefs. So that like that abundance that I feel radiating from me just like gets wider and wider. And I'm more and more connected to that feeling every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I love the way you, um, even just identifying, like, what do I really need? And you know, what do I truly need? And then from there, everything else feels 
above and beyond that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something that I have really been thinking about is this sense of, um, I've talked about it on many podcasts that I say it like almost every day in inductions, but this idea of like creating a sense of joy and wonder, like I was, um, I, I was talking to a friend and I don't really remember the context of the conversation, but I got to a point where I was like, yes, we went through a pandemic and quarantine. Um, Alex and I have lived in this house specifically for a year and a half, but I just kind of feel like a lot of that was we were quarantining in a pandemic, but to the point of like, besides that, it still was a year that I really felt abundant, a lot of peace, um, a lot of stress and sadness and heaviness too, just because I don't know, I feel that stuff when it's around. But just in my home, feeling that sense of joy and wonder and kind of the first year in this home, it was like, okay, let's understand about the plants that the people planted before us. And now we're this summer, we're kind of like making it our own. And it, I get a lot of joy out of looking at flowers. Um, and so just being like, well, then I'm going to plant more flowers because you can, you know, with seeds and small plants and plants that are a plenty, like it doesn't take much to make something pretty, or at least something that I think is pretty. And I like the unruly look. So it's not like I have to do a lot once they're established anyway. But I was thinking when I think of the last year and someone's like, so how have you been? What have you been up to? It's almost like man, I don't have a lot to physically show for it besides look at the flowers I planted. But the amount of joy that I got in the last year, I feel more abundant right now than I ever have. And I didn't go anywhere really. And I didn't do a whole lot, you know, just everybody was in a pandemic. So it was like, I think that that is pretty interesting too. And, and how, I'd imagine I'm not the only one who thinks that. And so we are all trained to believe productivity is like the thing we need to be striving for in whatever way, whether that shows up as status or things or whatever, not that those things are bad, but they don't give me true happiness. And yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is we have this culture that is like climb the ladder, save the money, buy the house, get the da 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 da. But then what really makes me feel abundant is like being slow, being in nature, going on walks, kissing my dogs. And it's like, it's so funny because it's like, wow, that's the thing that gives me joy. But I don't have like society approved productivity <laughs> markers to put on that. And I think that that can be a barrier for people. Uh, but to me that like that sense of joy and wonder, um, even just like, when I go somewhere and it's like just new scenery, right? Like Sarah, when I visit you in Chattanooga, it's going to be like new scenery. It's going to be a feast for my eyes. I've never seen this. Like all of that adds to it. And something else I've been thinking about for a couple of years is like filling our senses up. A lot of times when we think of getting pleasure, we think of like sex or food, which I get a lot of pleasure out of sex and food. That's cool. But we can get it through smells, through sights, through 
taste and touch and all of that. And so I think um, even just this sense of abundance by giving all of our senses something to be enjoy or wonder about, something to gain pleasure from. And um, yeah, I, and that's not how I always saw abundance. Like I, I think I always strived to have some like beautiful, I'm content with my life type of spiritual thing. But it really, for me, is in these little tiny moments of like, well, I'm going to eat lunch instead of just scarfing it down while I'm like reading something on the computer. I'm going to go outside, sit in the sun, stare at a tree and eat. And it might take me three minutes, but it's going to be like, how could I squeeze even more joy out of this? You know, the sun on my skin, the breeze, the birds. I really get a lot of joy out of that. And that makes me feel so abundant. Um, yeah. And then it, on the outside, it looks like I don't do shit. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's been something I'm thinking about lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have all just internalized capitalism to the point where like we see ourselves as like machines, basically, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is the goal. I complete the goal. I am successful. I am productive, dot, 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 every day. Right. And we're like, we're so bogged down in that. And, you know, I am doing a ton of work and like getting rid of all of that that I've internalized on a subconscious level, trying to like actualize that in my day to day and like realize exactly what you're saying. It's like, when I can just be, when I can just notice the beauty around me, when I can just fill my senses up, whatever it is that I need that day, like that's when I also feel successful, abundant, joyful. And another thing, you know, that that came up as you were talking for me is that if we're checking those boxes for ourselves, that's when, you know, I find myself saying all the time, like, that's when your cup is then overflowing, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're doing the job of like keeping your cup full, doing the things you're saying, then that's when you can then like, let that expand and extend to those around you, right? If someone else is caught up in the go, 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 do, 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 that's when you have enough energy to spare to say like, hey, why don't we slow down? Or, you know, that's when you have time to like give someone a compliment or like show them kindness or offer to take something off of their plate or whatever it is. It's like, we're not able to do that if we're constantly go, go, do, go, 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 do, do, do. I have to be productive. If we shift that to like, I'm already doing enough, so I'm just going to take in the joy, take in the wonder, take in the abundance. So now it's like, okay, who around me needs some love? And then you can kind of let that overflow and kind of let that extend out as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think on some level, um, not only forgiving love, but for accepting love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just had a client and now... I don't remember the context of the story, but one of the things she learned after seeing that past life was it became clear to her, like how much she actually blocked love. And um, I was just talking to someone about this and I could have been recording a podcast episode at this point. (laughs) They've all blurred together. We, to accept love, we have to be open to love. And that's a very vulnerable state. 
And if even as a child, you were open to love, but then got hurt by people who should love you, whether it was intentional or not, whatever, a lot of us can just kind of close that off or at least close it partway. So we're not getting as much. And just this idea, that old saying of like, you can't love anyone if you don't love yourself. And um, I honestly don't know if that's true because as someone who's struggled with loving myself, I do feel like I have loved a lot of people. But what I will say is like, you can't, if you don't love yourself, you, oh, let me say this. When I feel like I don't love myself, I don't let love in. Like I'm not letting it in. And so I got to believe that that's not just love. It's abundance. It's joy. It's, you know, whether we think we're worthy of it or whatever, we can just block that too. And, and it's this sense of like, when we're truly filled up and feel truly abundant, we can also trust ourselves more. Like I am the well from which I get my, my sustenance, whatever that is, love, peace, joy. And, and so if I do get hurt by someone, if then I go through those emotions, but I am not dead (laughs) or whatever, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just love asking people what they think of that because I think abundance is just this word that's kind of, you know, manifest your abundance and ba da ba da and and I think a lot of people think of it differently. Hmm. So thank you, Sarah. Of course, of course. Love your questions. <laughs> oh well, I'm glad you do. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to you want to leave anybody with a little call to action, a question to ask themselves? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's about you know. Are there any parts of your life that like feel isolated from other parts of your life, right? Like my life would be so great if it wasn't for blank or, you know, I'm really stressed at blank, but everything else is going well. You know, whatever it is, it's like, let's try to channel some Simon here, right? And it's like, how can we look at that? And then to your point, Gina, of like weaving that all together to find whatever it is you're looking for, whether it's balance, whether it's stillness, uh, it's not usually helpful to like look at your life as like all of this, except this, right? Like, let's just ignore this or like, so it's like, how can we stare those things that we want to usually ignore? How can we stare at those for a minute, observe, and then begin to kind of like weave it all together? Um, to manifest whatever it is you want, you know, whether it is abundance or stillness or balance, it's like, what can you, what can you weave into your life instead of ignoring it or pushing it away? Ah, thank you, Sarah. You always have great questions. I'll be thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, you know, what pops in my mind is thinking about the parts of my life where I feel really strong and then the parts of my life where I feel really like weak and scattered. And it's like, oh, oh, what if you showed up as that really strong person in this? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's fresh. That just popped in. Well, thank you so much. And we will, uh, until next month. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know someone who would appreciate this oracle reading or this conversation, please send them this episode. I'd appreciate it. And I appreciate you just being here, being open to this journey. 
Until next time, take care.